This is The Waycast is a podcast where we recap every Star Wars episode as they are released on Disney+. This is your spoiler alert, and you have been warned. Kui Gar Shinies, welcome to another episode of This is the Waycast, the Bad Batch edition. I'm Sarah Edwards, the regular Star Wars writer at Boardwalk Times. And I'm Giovanni Delgadillo, a columnist at the Boardwalk Times. This week we're recapping season one, episode 14 of the Bad Batch called War Mantle, where the Batch are tasked by Rex to save Gregor, and instead plans go a little south. And oh my god, Gregor! Ah! That, that, that surprised me. As soon as I heard CC5576, I'm like, yeah. where have I heard that before? I, I must be stupid. I know this is someone familiar. And of course, we get to see him later acting all weird. He calls, <laughs> you know, a stormtrooper plebe. It's like, all right, all right. There's the man himself. There's Gregor. Like, we missed this guy. And what an episode. I mean... Oh my, there's so much you could say about as like, you don't even need to know anything about the Bad Batch or the rest of the series. You can literally come into this episode blind and just be a Star Wars fan and find some enjoyment in it. There's, there's just like Star Wars love everywhere mm-hmm. for the Clone Wars and for for old Star Wars and for Commandos. Ralph McQuarrie. Yes, yeah. yes. <gasps> Finally get to see something that was supposed to happen years ago in the video games. We get to see the... In, clone commandos turn into imperial commandos and we even get to see one of the og republic commandos scorch he takes so many shots to take down and i'm like yeah he's the og (laughs) so i thought that was brilliant that they're bringing in the imperial commandos or well ex-republic commandos as the mentors to the stormtroopers and they're already phasing out cc as the class tagging out tks and that's just that's just the lore side of the episode. We even talked about the story. Nothing. Exactly. It's crazy. It's crazy. I was just shocked that we were going to get to see how Rex and Gregor met up. I thought that was just going to be something that was off screen. Does yeah, this mean me we too. might see Wolf? Yes, I know, right? Because we predicted this in the in the preview pod. We said, yeah. I wonder if they're going to help Rex out, like, you know, moving. I just, for some reason, that completely slipped my mind for the rest of this season after they helped Rex once. But now that we get to see Gregor, it's like, what about Wolf? Like, we have to see Wolf, right? Because we have oh, to. Man, it's awesome the way this mission starts because Rex can't help him. So he's no. like on the run somewhere. You know, he's doing that Maz Kanata thing where she's like sending a hologram from an undisclosed location and, you know, they're in trouble. But oh, man. Oh, and the planet they went to was so nice. I really love yeah. the design. It's like kind of forested, but almost jungly and then very mountainous like there's mountains everywhere and it looks like advanced Kashyyyk in a way yes I I actually at the beginning I almost thought I wonder if they're doing this planet or this episode as a throwback to the time when in Clone Wars one of the unfinished episodes of the Bad Batch was going to be set on Kashyyyk and obviously that's not the case it was just just happened to be a foresty jungle planet so I was like oh Mm -hmm. okay but still really really cool stuff there and the flying scene at the end where they were fighting all those v-wings i was just (laughs) in awe of how good that was and and i forgot to mention this um in the or maybe we mentioned it sort of in the second Hera episode where Mm -hmm. tech is flying he's a really competent pilot like yeah that wasn't made apparent until that episode and then this one we get to see it again it's like dude like this is awesome like getting to see a clone pilot who's like actually talented and and really good at it 
and and we get to see a gonk droid perform its function it charges oh, the gonky. ship gonk is, uh, but then but then the drama happens later it's just like i'm gonna mention it just so, so i don't forget but for the audience the stormtroopers in this episode the proto stormtroopers if you will are all wearing armor that's extremely reminiscent and it's straight up a reference to ralph mcquarrie's original paintings of the stormtroopers so this is now canon i mean that's what they've been doing since like the first star wars project with disney and lucasfilm merger taking old ralph mcquarrie paintings and bringing them to life in some way so i think it's really cool that they're continuing to do so even for stuff this far back in the lore it's it's so cool and it's so cool and and in getting commandos again i don't know there's just something poetic about that and i really don't know much about the republic commandos because i haven't played those games or anything but it was still super cool to see them also can we talk about how ripped they are like yeah we've seen the batch and they're just their blacks and they have that muscle definition but gregor is packing that dude yeah it took me a second to realize that his like dress blacks were slightly different at the beginning. I was like, what's up with that? Like, that looks weird. <laughs> and then, then when we see him later, it's like, this dude is big. Like, he's wider than, than the other clones. <laughs> like, and, and we get to see the commandos actually be a threat. Like, obviously, yes. 99 is so unorthodox that they can beat them by pure skill but but it's you can tell that the commandos are the only ones in this base that are good at their job because gregor jokes but about they can almost match their skill yes yes gregor jokes about not training the stormtroopers very well on purpose <laughs> and so because they get wrecked really easily Love and him. it's just oh, it's so cool it, i mean it's cool that we get to see them think that they're fighting clones which is why they're using stun and then there's that one that clone commando who gets shot off by his own stormtroopers. That was so sad. Like, that oh. was intense. I was like, oh, oof. <laughs> but for me, the, the highlight of this commando, as I mentioned it earlier, was Scorch from Delta Squad, which is from the original mm-hmm. Republic Commando video game. I was like, yo, like, there he is. And he's just getting shot up and he doesn't, keeps taking it. I was like, that, that's totally a reference to, like, the fact that he, in video games, these characters are practically invincible. So it's pretty funny that he's taking all these shots. And he's like, <laughs> shows you how tough the commandos are, too, on top of their intelligence and fighting skill. I was like, that is so cool. It just makes you appreciate that they're taking the strength of these kind of characters seriously um a lot of people like to complain that sometimes we'll see like a really cool looking enemy and then they just turn out to be like cannon fodder like the death troopers in rogue one which obviously in in expanded media they become a little bit more interesting but even then like in mandalorian they get killed pretty easily too so in this one we get to see the republic commandos be an actual threat to clones who are also supposed to be really threatening i thought that was really cool I still am a little confused on like what's going to happen with the clones because we kind of get an idea that like the commandos are just being used as instructors. Nothing's going to happen to them. But with the rest of the clones, are they just getting killed off? Because it seems like Rampart is not using them at all and Crosshair is using maybe a handful. But for the most part, they're just doing civilians. And I highly doubt that they have killed off all those clones in the time between Order 66 and now. So that part I'm still like kind of confused about. I wonder if we're going to see like what they've been doing with the clones, but that's still like, that's where, that's my big story hole with this so far. Yeah, I'm surprised um, it took them this long to get to this storyline because we've been saying this from like very close to the beginning of this Mm -hmm. series that there was supposed to be like 
something to do with the clones and the Kaminoans. And we get to see that side of the story this episode. I honestly thought that when we saw that, it was going to be focused on Crosshair. So I was very surprised that it was mostly focused on the Kaminoans, which I really appreciated. Because then we get to see our dear boy, Lama Sue, get... (sighs) So well, see, first ton we I'm surprised we didn't hear the gunshots yeah, though, did we? Yes, no, no. So that's the that's thing. my thing. Yeah, that's yes, you're 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 right. I I think he's dead only because they implied it, but I think you're right, and maybe they just imprisoned him. Because I was also waiting for the gunshot sounds. I was like, where are they at though? Yeah, they sat on that shot of them zooming away from the door. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, gunshots are usually in queue right here, and then nothing. So I'm assuming maybe he's just a prisoner in there. But yeah, I'm curious to see what happens with them. Before I was like, oh, gross, the Kaminoans. I'm sick of them. But now I'm like, I kind of feel bad for them. Especially Nala Say. She was yeah. just trying to get her, her friends out of there. And then... She was just trying to protect Omega. <laughs> Omega. And now, the, the speaking of Omega, you have the kid clones. And one of them is like, are we still soldiers? And it's like. Like, where are you taking them? That was them? so sad. <laughs> like, we're not supposed to go off of Camino. That's right. So they're abandoning Camino. It's, and then we get to see uh, Crosshair's, like, armor and, like, good lighting. I don't know. There was something, like, that looked different about it. But I was like, I'm pretty sure it's just the same armor. But it looks so much nicer now, I guess. Like, I don't know. He finally cleaned it. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I was, like, surprised at how, like, I like I like our boy Crosshair looking sleek over here. I know. Look at him. Yeah, but then All right, like... I'm going to end that right there. <laughs> <laughs> this episode was a big improvement, I would say, over the past two episodes, probably. Yes. Because what did we have? We had the second Ryloth episode, and, and then, then we had Sid. Sid's episode, which was like, okay, this is just An a episode. fun filler. A lot of people dropped off from the show after that episode. So they, They're going to come back with this one. I informed many people. I was like, you got to watch this one. And then the next two are probably going to be just as good. So They really yeah. came back with it. So yeah, they know what they're doing. Swinging. I wish they didn't do that. I know, but right? they know what they're doing. Ugh. Yeah, no, it was it was worth it. The animation is really good. The story is really, really, really good in this one. Like, I, there were so many intense parts. Like, I honestly, the part where they swung back multiple times to pick up the remaining clones, that felt like a real thing. Because in most of these, it's either oh, they pick everyone up and leave someone behind or oh, everyone that gets picked up and then they get shot at and then mm-hmm. something happens. But in this one, it's like, it's pretty realistic where tech flies away multiple times and yeah. tries to pick them up and shake the V-wings. Um, I thought that was really cool. And and like I said, the flying stuff was awesome. Like, I, I love, love seeing pilots. tech fly. Yeah. I like, like that he's getting his little, well, because a lot of people were complaining that Echo and tech have not had a lot of screen time this past, the past few oh, episodes. Yeah, They've kind of just been there. Yeah. So tech has gotten a little bit of development and we still see echo saying like no there are brothers we need to help yes yes. very much a reg just who happens to be part of the bad batch i I liked uh, echo a lot this episode he even mentions how the batch saved him i was like oh oh Oh, that hit so hard finally giving echo the respect like he's finally getting screen time he's finally getting things to say he pulled the robo card (laughs) and then wrecker for wrecker was really funny because he's like i'm i'm relaxed till we got to charge in so like yeah he's he's right i mean might as well not worry if you already know things are gonna go wrong just be prepared to go get them I know. And I want to talk a little bit about the ending, but first we're going to go to a quick ad break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the ending. We'll talk about the music and we'll talk about what this means for the last two episodes. So stay tuned. 
All right, welcome back. So that ending, I was clutching my mouth the entire time. They caught Hunter and I was like, no, this was not what I thought would happen. Yeah, I honestly was surprised they let him fall off the the ledge of the stairs yes. or whatever on the ship. Usually they like hang on and there's like a whole thing with the hand and grab my hand and reach it and instead he just falls off and i was like no way no way they're I was going expecting this it though like they when they left the platform again and it's just echo and hunter i was oh, like oh yeah. one of them is gonna yeah, fall one of them. and i was kind of expecting it to be echo as like a poetic like live to fight another day boys oh, <laughs> no. i was like it's too early for that but yeah, they captured Hunter and I was like, oh, Zaddy Crosshair is going to come in. And, and of course. Oh, the tension. Uh, yeah, I was expecting a whole cheesy scene where where all of a sudden on Camino, they're like, we caught your friend. And then Cross is like, yes. dun, dun, dun. But instead we get the actual confrontation straight up. He just shows up and he's like, I wanted the whole batch, but you'll do. And I was like, ooh. <gasps> like, like, We're finally getting that Hunter versus Crosshair that we have been missing since yes. the first episode. Yes. Oh my God. Also, then, Hunter's face at the end. I was like, stop. It's like, oh man, they're going to obviously the next mission is to rescue him, but they got Gregor now. So it's like, what about Rex? And like we've mentioned Wolf. I don't, Wolf. I don't know if Wolf will actually show up, but uh, still, still, it's crazy. Like you have all these pieces falling into place that have, We've been waiting to see fall in the place for so long. Yes. <laughs> and it's great to see them all coming together. So I don't know. I'm, I'm beyond excited to see what the ending is going to be. And I, I think this episode was a really, really good setup. Yes. It's nice to see, though, that they're not going to, they're obviously not going to go with the inhibitor chip because Hunter doesn't have his anymore. Unless they're like, we're going to put a new one in you. But I doubt that's going to happen. I'm just curious to see who's i just want to know who's gonna make it out of this season alive yeah yeah exactly we've been trying to predict that i honestly hope they all make it out somehow for a Me second too. season who knows you know they said the ending would be sad so that live orchestra is gonna kill us man. oh man <laughs> after this episode i am beyond excited to hear that stuff because the music in this episode was chef's kiss it was Beautiful. so so good to hear the imperial leitmotif over and over again we get Omega's leitmotif when she plugs in Gonky. We get the Bad Batch leitmotif when they're scaling the mountain. And Hunter gets to use his hunting abilities. I thought that yes. was really cool. It feels like we've been missing that. So I thought it was awesome. He the gets to details. Do that. The details so of like the sand as it falls from his fingers. Oh, and the leaf, yeah. he picks oh, them up man. and smells them. Like Homeboy is finally using what he was created yes, to do. It's just, we haven't really seen that since the so first episode. Good. It was so good. Like... Yeah, the, but going back to the music, I mean, that Imperial leitmotif is only present in A New Hope and in Rogue One, which in mm -hmm. Rogue One, it's also a reference. But I thought it was great, the usage of it here, because usually they just play the Imperial March. But since this is a proto-Empire, it makes sense to play the old school, you know, yeah, exactly. It's just like, first they play it when Gregor's talking about the new armor and the mm -hmm. empire. And then all of a sudden it's full blast. It's, it straight up sounds like a reference to the track itself from A New Hope when they're running through the halls. And it felt like I was playing the Lego games again. Like you mentioned yes. before the podcast, it's like huge nostalgia was, for that. It was making me so reminiscent of playing the first chapter of A New Hope and we're trying to escape yes. the ship. And, uh 
like just nostalgia flooded through me i'm definitely playing that game later yes, just to it, relive the nostalgia yes, like it was <sighs> so good i was like this is the quality like th- this is why i love what the music in this show like i i do think that ever since like the end few seasons of clone wars and then rebels and this one they've been improving the music yes and this is just like so good i can't wait to see what they have in store for the last few but another thing i want to shout out real quick is the sound design i Shouted out David W. Collins on Twitter yesterday, but they included so many unique sounds in this episode that, that I could only really mention one that, that I remembered <laughs> because there were so many great ones, but it was the engine shutting off and then shutting back on sound yeah. from the pod racer all the way back in Phantom Menace. They reused it for whenever the engine on the ship gets shot and it's like turning on off and on. I was like, yo, like it's been forever. Go back. And then we get to hear the V-Wings sound so mm-hmm. distinct because they, they make them sound like TIE fighters, but with an edge because... It's not the same. Yeah, exactly. In Revenge of the Sith, they sort of used the TIE fighter sound. But in this one, they tried to make it more distinct because they're like proto-TIE fighters. I, I thought it was so cool the way they used them. And obviously their blasters do sound like TIE fighters, like straight up. But I, I, it was just so cool. They have all this this detail in the music and the sound that's like reminiscent of old stuff, but it still is new. I was just like... Yes. Uh, in awe. Like, And the art, the, the animation is top tier like you mentioned the lighting is super good it's such a unique planet to have this set on and if anyone follows me on twitter um you saw yesterday that i tweeted about how it stresses me out when so many of the creators tweet about the next day's episode because it's like what are they giving us what are they doing what's happening and i was very terrified about today's because of how much they were saying they were like we just really like clones uh guess the batch does actually have to follow orders so I'm interested to see what the creators tweet about next week and the week after, because the hints are always on point, but they still leave you just shocked. Yeah, exactly. David, funny enough, the one I was talking about earlier, Mr. Sound Design, he tweeted that we love clones or something very vague mm-hmm. like that and then put like a smiley face. And I was like, what is that supposed to mean? And of <laughs> course, it's because this episode is all, all about clones. them all about them it's like obviously they're fighting stormtroopers but you have the commandos which are like a fan favorite clone trooper so that's why i was like oh my god and then you have the batch themselves and you have gregor i was like this is the clone this is what we wanted this show is all about clones we get the clone explosion in this episode yes. it was just oh man I it's like I want more <laughs> so badly like this is what I'm afraid of though it's like I want a second season like confirmed because they still haven't confirmed it they haven't so we no. can have more of this story but I I do feel like they should they should try to keep more casual audiences in because a lot of them are dropping because of the fillery stuff yeah. and it's like no there's great stuff in here like don't leave <laughs> like please because I I do see the them doing more stuff like this uh, in a future season and we've mentioned it like almost ad nauseum at this point on the past few podcasts and i I can't can't help but think about it because this is just so exciting like i want to see more of those like imperial commandos i want to see more of like the rise so yeah yes i'm just curious to see because after this episode i can see how they can close everything off in two episodes i can see how they can make this a limited series should they choose to but i really don't want them to i either i can see how there's potential for a second season but after this episode i'm just like what will the bad batch do after this season because once they rescue crosshair they rescue hunter they can just go hide they don't need to be a part of anything they just want to sit and chill for a little while so i have a feel 
I'm hoping for a second season, but I'm like, what would the second season, what would they do? Because they're not in the rebellion. They are not a part of the empire. Unless plot twist, they do become part of the empire. But like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know either. I would honestly say that because of Omega, they would probably focus it entirely on her development yeah. as like an older character. Like we don't know where she's going to reappear, obviously. But I think it'd be interesting if that's what they spend their time on is uh, developing her as a character, maybe alone or with at least some of the remaining members, if there are any not Either alive. Or, or exactly, or meeting Boba, something like that. But there's definitely going to be some development there in the future. Maybe she becomes a bounty or who knows it's kind of kind of a cliche to make mandalorians bounty hunters now but yeah but it'd be kind of interesting so oh man we'll, we'll yeah this is just too much for me like this episode yeah. is like kind of like after last week last week felt like sort of like a like an energy like power down but almost mm-hmm. like to zero percent for me on hype and this one shot it all the way back up it was yes like, same yeah i was like oh my god like please this was so good like i can't believe that you know i watched that it was so awesome i had a lot of fun and oh so good so good so good i'm just seriously hoping that omega has some role in book of boba fett we've talked about this before this is reiteration but like the more and more i see it i'm like there has to be something like give us a little bit of omega i don't want her to just be a bad batch character especially because it's like she's quickly become one of my favorites she's so cute yeah same here yeah no she's she's awesome and I want to see her do more stuff and like grow as a character. She reminds me a lot of what Ahsoka was for the Jedi characters. Mm -hmm. So I could totally see her being like that for the clones since she does have that different perspective. And who knows if like at this point, I I just like forgot entirely about the whole force sensitive speculation. And I'm really glad because I never wanted her to be like that. And I'm I'm glad they're not pushing it that way. But here's the other question. What about the Kiminoans? Like what's so special about them that all of a sudden Rampart's like, we still need you regardless of the clones themselves true like there's this because he said he's not impressed by their science yeah he's like oh yeah well i still need you miss medical lady it's like they punish the other dude instead of her when he's like trying to gaslight i didn't know about this oh (laughs) yeah so clearly they have more plans with the kaminoans which is like to me that's sneaky because of the hints they've been dropping like in mandalorian when they're cloning people and they need grogu's blood and it's like Mm -hmm. clearly they're trying to set up the whole palpatine coming back thing and trying to make sense of it so i don't know i think it's really cool i don't know if they're setting it up this early with this show Mm -hmm. but that could be one of the twists considering how much kaminoan lore we've gotten in this show so far like in the episode where fennec and cad bane are fighting we get to see the original Kaminoan like laboratory and now in this episode they're talking about oh the use for you and then you then you have the clones themselves what are they gonna do with them it's just ah two more episodes (laughs) two more episodes it's like oh man I think they can do it hopefully the last one's like 45 minutes or something I want to see I know I was sad that the last Clone Wars episode was only 24 minutes but it it made sense it 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 hits hard still yeah I just I don't emotionally I'm not ready yet I am like yeah I know I know it's like Speaking of being emotionally ready for things, they need to do a Bad Batch DLC or something for the Lego Star Wars game. Because I'm telling you, this music mixed with the Imperial Commandos mixed with the Bad Batch is not helping my my like need for a new Star Wars game. Like because of the nostalgia rushing in from the Republic Commandos and the music 
and seeing these guys it's like feel like a video game it's like come on just give us a stupid release date already i'm dying over the bad batch lego game so much like ah that'd be so cute we still need a mandalorian game too when you think about it like we have not gotten at the only thing we've seen mando in close to lego is the lego holiday special that was a movie not a game so are we gonna have like is mando just gonna be a tv show there was supposed to be an original book that was canceled so like are we gonna get more from him that isn't just tv you know now that you mention it i think i know why they canceled the book um Mm. i remember there was speculation as to maybe why i think they may have canceled it because they changed their plans after the success of the first season you think like when they realized that they could do more and they started doing all these like cameos in the second season they didn't want the writer to be confused because that's the problem when they write like novelizations based on the shows or movies or whatever there's always like some slight deviations in canon even though they say oh we consulted with the lucasfilm story group like there's like some scenes or some added lines of dialogue or or descriptions that are they're kind of like not canon anymore after the book comes out like like yeah by then there's like a new property that kind of contradicts it so who knows but all i can tell you now is i know there's a mandalorian dlc for for the lego game like before the game even came out they announced the stupid freaking dlc stuff (laughs) but at least mando's confirmed the razor crest although it's like season one mando so we don't get i don't know if we get all the like the armor and stuff and that's okay yeah i I love season one mando so i'm okay with that yeah exactly so it's like still though here we are with the batch who also <gasps> needs a game and we still i'm telling you they need to be in it because they're so cool like getting to see them use all their abilities this episode is i mean records like the only one isn't really get much to do and even he gets to do stuff with his loud mouth and shooting <laughs> stuff and the he's basically the equivalent of luke in a new hope in the you know in the gunner yeah. seat and yeah. that was awesome he's, he's gunning down these these v-wings and and he even gets one and then knocks into the other one which is really cool. It's fun to see that kind of stuff. So yeah, really, really cool episode with the batch actually using all their abilities again instead of kind of just doing a mission where they're they're just clones that happen to be more powerful. So I was really exactly really excited and having those abilities in a game would be really special. Either way, to finish it all off, such a great, well-rounded episode, a great start to the three episode finale that's coming our way. And we hope that you'll tune in the next two weeks to hear us recap and break down everything that happens. But until then, we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of This is the Waycast, the Bad Batch edition. For more Star Wars content, head over to boardwalktimes.net and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Boardwalk Times. Rep Vinji, until next week, shinies! This is the Waycast is a Boardwalk Times production produced and edited by me and Giovanni Delgadillo and music by Kevin McLeod.